What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. I know it's been a while since I've put out an episode. Um, as I told you guys in my most recent one, I was on vacation, a couple vacations. Um, but now I'm back. I'm landed at home in the Bay. Um, so I'm ready to put out some more episodes for you guys. Talk it up. I know uh, it's a little dry right now with the main sports we cover, basketball and football. Not a whole lot going on. Obviously, uh, we've passed. We've already passed the draft and free agency in the NFL. And we're kind of just waiting for the season to roll around. Um, but there's a couple of things I do want to cover, though, today. Um, I definitely want to look into these Madden ratings and these overalls because those are controversial for sure. But before we get into that, I do want to introduce my guest. I got my boy Joey from From the Pocket. Say what's up, bro. What's going on, guys? Super excited to be here. Super excited to talk about the craziest thing going on in the NFL right now, which is, in fact, Madden ratings. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's not a whole lot. It's a little dry like we were talking about, but this will definitely bring up some good conversation. Um, I'm stoked you're here, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Um, and before we get into it, I do want to just ask you a couple questions just so people can kind of maybe get to know who you are, who they're listening to and who I'm talking to here. So um, I just found this out, but tell the people who you root for. Who's your team? I'm a Niner fan. Uh, I'm the owner of From the Pocket. It's an Instagram page playing over on TikTok a lot recently as well. But I am actually from the East Coast, but I'm a Niner fan. So it catches people off guard a little bit. Um, probably just bandwagon kid. But I'm with them now. I was <laughs> with them for those long years of Jim Tom Sula, uh, Blaine Gabbert. So I think I've like I've always said this. I think I've finally like I've earned my bandwagon badge revoked. I don't think I deserve that title anymore. I mean, that's up for you guys to decide at this point, but I'm a Niner fan. I run a page called from the pocket, do a lot of lists, a lot of breakdowns. Um, pretty interactive page. I usually respond to all the comments. So it's a fun time over there. If you're looking to talk football, it's like a big giant lunch table talking football. So uh, yeah. Heck yeah, boys, everyone go check that out, man. I definitely, I love his content. That's why I had him on. Cause I knew he'd be good for some good conversation. Um, but when you were younger, did you just kind of pick the Niners out of nowhere? You just kind of were like, I'm going to just choose these guys. How did that roll out? I mean, they were in the Super Bowl uh, against the Ravens, and oh, Kaepernick yeah. was cool. Um, the defense was cool. Frank Gore was cool. I played with them on Madden. Uh, oh, yeah. So it, I, I wasn't really a fan of them then. And even the year after when they had lost in the NFC Championship game, but I kind of always rooted for them. I mean, they had cool jerseys and stuff. But when I really oh, yeah. started rooting for them, they were actually bad. So I don't really know what maybe jump on the bandwagon. It had to be like seeing them on the big stage and then kind of just following them since. And they're the only team that really caught my attention. So mm -hmm. I guess I kind of just stuck with them through there. Nice, dude. Heck yeah. I'm glad. And now I love Shanahan. Dude. So I guess Shanahan's you're, awesome. So you're so big, that's, that's heck yeah, dude. You're a big Shanahan guy. You like him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, people ask me who's your favorite player on the team. I'll be like, Shanahan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's funny. I'm not the like, I don't mind Shanahan. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but um, no, he's definitely a very smart coach. It could be a lot oh, worse, yeah. 100%. Um, and so I was going to ask you who your favorite player was, but I guess I'm, I guess the answer is Shanahan. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick a player, I, I love Fred Warner. 
Oh, yeah. uh, both. I mean, all the basic guys, but I do love Fred Warner. I think that he's kind of like, obviously Debo is a generational talent doing different stuff now, but I always thought before then that Fred Warner, what he was doing from the linebacker spot, almost as like a safety, allowing the defense to open so much up when they had all those injuries in 2020, Fred Warner did so much for that defense to keep them top five. And the way that him and Robert Sala were able to kind of, it seemed like they're just bouncing ideas every week off each other. Like, Oh, Fred, we're gonna have you do this because we can, like, you can do this. So we're going to show two high shells because you can go deep. You can you can cover the middle almost like a safety and you can play the run like a linebacker. And I, I always thought that was such an interesting idea. And he I, it, I just liked him right off the bat because the unique skill set he had. Yeah, dude. I mean, Fred Warner's he's such a huge part of our defense and it's it's not even close. To, I mean, he's been he's been so huge for us without him. This defense he's kind of like the glue guy on our defense. So it's been there. Mm-hmm. He's been huge. So that's a that's a pick I cannot argue with, man. Um, but yeah, so again, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you answering those questions, and I'm ready to hop into it. Before we get into the Madden rating, since we're both Niner fans, there was some news that broke out today that Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and Jimmy G all sat down and had a conversation, and Shanahan and Lynch told Jimmy that this is now Trey's team and they're moving forward with Trey. So as a Niner fan here, I – was hoping and kind of expecting that this was already going to happen, that Trey was going to be the starter week one. Um, But again, there was a little bit of uncertainty because you never know with these guys. I feel like they're so secretive um, and you never really know what direction they're going to take. So if they rolled out Jimmy week one, I wouldn't have been crazy surprised, but I definitely would have been really mad. Um, But now it's official. It's Trey Lance season now. How are you feeling about that, dude? I'm super excited, man. I mean, obviously, I'm expecting hiccups. I'm expecting some growing pains with Trey Lance. And the thing with trotting out Jimmy is, like, obviously, we're plenty aware that if Jimmy's healthy, this is a playoff team. This is a NFC championship caliber team. We've seen it twice now since he's been healthy. It's just, like, we've seen enough of Jimmy at this point. And it's not that I'd be mad if they trot him out. just be like, ah, I'm just frustrated. I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for this dynamic playmaker to come in and take over. And while I do expect Trey Lance to have some growing pains and maybe – uh, feel them out, which I think is the best way to develop him. I think he should have played last year, honestly, because I think that accuracy and feeling out the position, you can't do that from the bench. You got to be out there. You got to see it in real time. And I don't think he's as raw as people think he is. Um, so I do expect to see some growing pains with the accuracy and the decision making. But with that being said, on his worst days, he's still going to be a top five rushing quarterback in the league and overall just elevate this team and it's similar to Lamar and Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. When they struggle throwing the ball, they have a whole other element they could tap into and raise the floor of this team and make sure they're not out of game. So when you have a terrible throwing game from Jimmy, uh, when he's just not having it, he's throwing those ducks, he's pitching the ball to linebackers like we've seen so many times. Uh, <laughs> He can't elevate the team. That's all he offers. When Trey Lance has those games, he could still run for 100 yards. He could still run for a couple touchdowns. He can still take big chunk plays on the ground, move the chains. And I'm super, super excited for that. And I'm overall, the biggest thing I'm excited for is to see what Shanahan does with the mobile quarterback. And we've heard it over and over again. But I want to see how he, like, how the ground game is elevated, how he uses him as a designed rusher, not just a scrambler, um, because we haven't seen it since RG3. And everyone, that's the big storyline. I'm just excited to see what he whips out. 10 years like it's been 10 years since he's had a guy like that yeah yeah man i 100 agree with that entire analysis um i was a big advocate for for putting in trey lance last season a lot um i think it came to the point where we we always knew what we were going to get from jimmy week in and week out we got the same thing every week 
The guy can't run. He's got no pocket presence, zero mobility, and he's not even that accurate. So you're rolling out this guy every week who is so limited in his game when we have a guy who may who may struggle a little bit more because he's so young and he's got to fill out this system, but the ceiling and the potential is so much higher. And I think it would have made a lot more sense to roll him out last season. Um, but at least we're here now. Um, Jimmy G was not that guy. He is never that guy. Um, he's just, he's not good enough to get you to that Super Bowl. Um, I am not a fan of when people say Jimmy G wins games because I mean, I guess if you look at it statistically, he has won more games, but the 49ers do not win games because of him. They win in spite of him. I mean, I stand by that. I, I really think so. I think you have a lot of other quarterbacks in the position Jimmy G is. We're in that same spot. If not, we're winning the Super Bowl and we're beating the Rams in the NFC Championship. Um, but, you know, Trey Lance, I'm excited. Like you said about Shanahan, I think this is going to open up. This is going to – Shanahan was very limited with Jimmy G. Um, you know, like you said, he didn't have a lot of ways he could go. Jimmy G only had one thing and it really wasn't even good at it. Um, so you got Trey Lance in there now who is so who's capable of doing so many different things um, and opening up the playbook for us and for, for all these guys, for Kittle now and Debo. This is going to be awesome, dude. So, you know, I'm super stoked. I'm with you, man. I think it's Trey Lance season. I think he's going to be really solid. And again, there will be some kinks he's going to have to work out. And that's how it is with the young quarterback. I mean, that's we're fully expecting that. We're not expecting him to go out and look like, you know, uh, Russell Wilson or Josh Allen or whatever. But, you know, I think he's going to be pretty solid. And I think he'll put us in a better chance to win than Jimmy G. But yeah, man, I'm definitely super stoked. I can't wait for uh, for Trey Lance season and. Jimmy G era is over. The Jimmy G saga has concluded finally. Oh my goodness. We don't have to worry. Hopefully, knock on wood. Don't have to worry about the injuries anymore because that's so yeah, frustrating. Jim. And we love, I really do love Jimmy. I can't stress it enough, but that's what it comes down to the injuries. And you say he wasn't great at anything particularly. And I'd agree. The, the thing he was best at was doing what he needed to do. And we saw those games where he was bad. The team was bad. But when Jimmy did what he needed to do, the team was so good around him. The scheme was so good around him that he, he did they won games and I don't think they won games because of him. I think they won games because he was able to kind of keep things moving. He wasn't a flat tire. He kept things moving. He was good on third downs. Um, but that doesn't cut it. Being good enough doesn't cut it when you're looking for a Super Bowl. This team's window is going to start closing soon and they had to make a change. And I'm super excited for that change. hundred percent. I'm with you on that, man. <clears throat> so yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Niner season again, man, going to coming up soon. Going to be nice. Um, but let's hop into these Madden ratings, man, because I'm stoked to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this for a while. Um, we're going to focus on quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and the team overall ratings. Um, but let's start with the quarterbacks, dude. So I got my list right here of all the quarterbacks. Um, I'll read it out real fast in case you don't know it exactly. So best quarterback they have is a 97, and that's Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, a 96. Mahomes, a 95. Josh Allen's a 92. Joe Burrow's a 90. Dak Prescott's an 89, Justin Herbert's an 88, Lamar 87, Russ 87, Matthew Stafford's an 85, and that's the top 10. And then the next three are just Deshaun Watson's an 84, Kyler's an 84, and Derek Carr is an 83. So right off the bat, do you have any certain takes that are like, what the heck is this? What is wrong with that? I mean, yeah, I'm going right into L.A., and it's not Matthew Stafford. I just can't believe that Justin Herbert's not a 90 overall, and I can't believe he's lower than guys like Dak. I really, like, personally, I, I don't want to spark anything up here. I really don't, but I can't believe he's lower than Joe Burrow. And it just doesn't feel like something Madden would do because, I mean, Herbert can throw it far. He can move. Like, like 
Herbert's got the complete package, and this guy's closer to an elite top five, top three quarterback than he is to the Dak Prescott's of the world or the Kyler Murray's of the world. This guy's an elite quarterback, and he's made massive strides, like almost intimidating strides um, from his rookie year to last year. He just looked like the complete package, and I thought he was going to get a higher rating. Um, and I just I, – I, I was honestly shocked by that one. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, I definitely think Justin Herbert should be a 90. Um, the big debate right now is a lot of people say, oh, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. To me, obviously, Joe Burrow is really good, but I think it should be clearly Justin Herbert. I think he's the better quarterback as of this moment. And that's not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, especially with what he did last season, bringing that Bengals team with that bad offensive line to the Super Bowl is absolutely insane. But Justin Herbert's the more skilled quarterback right now from what we see. So him being below those guys but below Dak is absurd and Dak being an 89 in itself is that's just that's just wrong dude uh, <laughs> Dak's such a hard one man he's so hard to rank because like last year like we've seen we know the Dak Prescott story and it's not like it's different from anybody else it's just to a higher degree to the extent that what I'm getting at is if Dak has an MVP caliber supporting cast he's gonna look like an MVP if he has a bad cast, he's going to look like a bad quarterback. Like he's very highly affected by his supporting cast. And I think Dak's a good quarterback. I think Dak's a top 10, top 12 quarterback without a doubt. And he came out last year early in the season and he proved it. He came back from that injury and he was slinging. He looked really good. And I think that if we're talking about prior to the little calf tweak he had, yeah, I put Dak Prescott at an 89 overall. But after he tweaked his cap, it's no secret that he was playing a bit banged up. And Dak didn't look the same. And it seems that they kind of just t- they decided to forget about it and put him at a higher overall, maybe because he's a cowboy and they, they got a little a lot of Cowboys fans playing the game this year. I don't know what it is, but it seems they ignored that little tweak that he had to his calf. And overall, bigger story, they ignored that tweak in his place, his, his play uh, towards the end of the last season. And he didn't look like the same guy. Yeah. Um, no, he definitely didn't. And I think the biggest thing for Dak is – He's had, I think he's had a very good offense for a while now, and it, he just doesn't seem to be able to do much with it. And with all the quarterbacks that I've that I just named, I think Dak is actually the worst out of the twelve that there are, or thirteen that there are. Um, he's very close with guys like Kyler Murray and Derek Carr. They're close, so that that stuff could go either way. But I mean, I'm taking Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, uh, Deshaun Watson that plays. And I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan, but I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Dak to um, where was he at? Lamar's in 87. Wow. So I, a lot of people, I, I had an episode on with one of my buddies who's a big Lamar advocate. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm lower on Lamar than a lot of people are. Um, but I mean, 87 is not too bad. Um, but Dak being an 89, I think right by a 90 when you Justin Herbert's not even an 89. Russell Wilson's not even an 89. And Matthew Stafford's not even 89. Deshaun Watson, too. I mean, that's a weird situation, obviously. But yeah, I, I don't think you can rate Deshaun Watson at an 84. I think the only way you that's go what about I was it. Gonna say. I yeah. think the way you got to go about it like you, you either don't rank him at all, but you have to rank him because it's Madden, or you rank him how he used to be. I mean, you can't, he's not an 84. I, we haven't seen him ever play like an 84. We've seen him play like a 93 or whatever he used to be. I mean, he's an elite quarterback when he's playing. 84 seems a little low. I mean, but it's tough yeah. to, it's tough to rate him. Last time we saw him, he was, he was, 
he put together the best four and 12 season we had ever seen. You know, he did things we'd never seen before. And he was closer to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers than he was to Dak Prescott. And more importantly, he was not close to Kyler Murray. Like this guy's a top five quarterback in the league if he comes back and hits the ground running. And it's it's a weird one to evaluate because everyone's like, oh, do you expect him to be the same guy? I'm like, why is that even a question? Like, it's not like he got hurt. Like, he just didn't play last year. There's been guys who have missed seasons entirely because they were hurt and they came back fine. It's the quarterback position. It's not like they're running backs or their career is a little longer. You know, I don't, I, I don't, it's weird because he played for non-injury related reasons last year, but um, I think it's a little disrespectful to have him at an 84, but he is very difficult to rank and almost like they wanted to just kind of like slap him somewhere in the middle, you know, so they don't have to yeah. talk about it. They don't have to justify it. Just slap him at an 84, 85 and he'll go up if he deserves to go up. I think that's probably what they were thinking because he's such an incredibly difficult quarterback to rank. But last time we saw him, he was he was closer, like I said, to Patrick Mahomes than he was to Kyler Murray. 100%. 100%. Dude, Deshaun Watson's the elite quarterback when he plays, and that's just – that's undisputed. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, so, you know, if he's an 84 now, I'm assuming he's going to get to a 90 by the end of the year at least. I don't know how many games he'll be suspended for. I don't know. Have they come out with that yet? How long he'll be suspended? I've been I've been kind of checking Twitter here and there, even when I was away last week. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, today's the day. Today's the day. I don't even know which direction it's trending in anymore. And I don't think anyone really does because it does, yeah. no one knows. It could be a full season. It could be indefinite. It could be six games. I mean, it sounds like it, he might not be suspended for the entire year. I don't really know. I don't know how it works. It's like the suspensions are kind of all over the place. We don't know. Where, how long he's going to be suspended, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to be hit with the suspension any day now. You know, that's what it sounds like. It, it's it's kind of closing. The case is closing now for him. Um, and we all know when one case closes from another one opens up, we'll see if he decides to like, uh, I think he said something about uh, suing the NFL for it and appealing it. So we'll see what actually happens with him, but we should be expecting that suspension pretty soon. But who yeah. knows? I'm just a kid in my bedroom, man. I'm not Adam. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I'm hearing a lot of like six to eight game suspensions uh, from yeah. around Twitter and all that. So, which would be very interesting for the Browns because oh, then yeah. they just have to hang on for a couple games and then they get a, an elite quarterback stepping into a, a really, really good roster. So mm-hmm. that that'll that'll be interesting. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Another guy on this list that I wanted to touch on was Derek Carr. Um, they have him at an 83 as the 13th highest rated quarterback in the league. Um, so in my opinion, Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he I think he gets underrated a little bit. Um, and I think he's above guys like Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. Um that's a take that a lot of people don't seem to agree with me on, but I do think Derek Carr is better than Lamar Jackson as of this moment. Um, now I can understand Derek Carr. Sure. He hasn't done a whole lot, but what we see from Derek Carr is I think Derek Carr is very good at um, he's very accurate. He's got an arm. He's got his, he's got pocket presence, but the biggest thing for me for Derek Carr too, because he's got all these attributes of a good quarterback, but I mean, I think he's one of the best leaders in the entire league. That and he's and he's clutch. I mean, if I'm being so honest, if I need a quarterback to give me that fourth quarter drive, sure, I'll take Mahomes and Brady. But right after that, I think I'm taking Derek Carr, dude, just because I feel like I've seen so many fourth quarter drives to go down and win a game, dude. 
How you feel? I mean, I I do think Derek Carr has probably become. I mean, besides, I mean, I don't want to open this can of worms after you just said, but besides Lamar Jackson, I think that he's become the most underappreciated quarterback in the league. And I think that when Derek Carr, we saw him really ball out in 2017 or was it 2016, whenever he broke his leg and then he came back and he was a little gun shy uh, and he was not the same guy. They were talking about replacing him every single year. And then once Gruden came in and Henry Ruggs came in before his situation, we saw Carr start dialing up some deep shots and he was in 2020 he was throwing them down there it looked a little bit scripted but he was certainly pushing the ball downfield a lot more than he used to and then last year he came out and it looked a lot more natural it was flowing with the game it, they didn't look scripted to me anymore it looked like that, that was part of his game he was not gun shy anymore and uh he was really really good last year and he was really really good in 2020 and i think that if he comes out this year and he does that again, which I don't see how he doesn't with now Devonte Adams in the building and the offensive line's a little bit rough, but you know what I mean? Like they got weapons now and I don't see any reason he should take steps back in that department. I think people will start recognizing him like, Hey man, like he, this guy had a hiccup in the middle of his career after he got injured. Um, but he's back and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he, he checks all the boxes. I mean, he's not super flashy. He doesn't do anything crazy, but this guy knows exactly what to do in the fourth quarter. Like you said, he knows how to get the ball downfield. He's an accurate passer. He knows how to lead a team. And I certainly think he's got an argument to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. I think 83 is very, very low for him, but uh, the, ultimately the 13, the, the 12, 13 range for Derek Carr is probably where I would have him as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so Derek Carr is is a quarterback that, like we said, he's, he gets a little underappreciated. Not a lot of people talk about him if you're going to talk about the, the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, but from everything that I see from this guy, I see everything I'd want in a quarterback. Um, after breaking his leg, coming back, because obviously that's, that's not easy for a quarterback to snap your leg. Um, but to come back and play like he is, lead that mangled Raiders team last year with you know, John Gruden leaving middle of the year, the whole tragic Henry Rugg situation, Darren Waller getting injured towards the end of the year for like four or five weeks. Um, and he somehow led this team to the playoffs. He willed this team to the playoffs. And then they were like 10 yards away from beating the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I respect Derek Carr so much. I think he's going to have a an amazing year. I think he's going to get a lot of respect that he should be getting now but i think he's going to get that this year with Devonta adams because you bring in the best receiver in the league you know <laughs> the good things are going to happen um and i honestly think Derek carr is going to make a very compelling case this season to bring home mvp with uh with the weapons that he, yeah with the weapons that he's got now man i don't hate that i really don't and I haven't, I, I'm kind of like mad. I haven't thought about it yet. Like I've been trying to like fish up content for the last couple of weeks. It's like, Oh, who could be a secret MVP guy? It's like, you know, Derek Carr really like uh, he's become so underrated and this is probably one of the best casts he's played with in a while. We got to see what Josh McDaniels brings in, but mm-hmm. I don't hate that take at all. Yeah. I mean, you bring it, like I said, man, you bring in the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Good things will happen with him. So Devonte Adams, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Good, uh, good backfield. Josh Jacobs, um, that's a solid team, man. And they made some moves on defense too. So the watch out for the Raiders. They're gonna be they're gonna be good this year with Derek Carr. Yeah, defense too. That front seven is gonna be real nice. Oh yeah, um, adding Chandler Jones is huge for them. So yeah, big moves from the Raiders. Um, and another thing for the quarterbacks that I did want to bring up was so Tom Brady's the highest ranked. He's ninety seven. 
Um, and I get it. Tom Brady's a goat. He's great. He's led the league in passing yards, I think, last year. Um, and he's obviously still a top quarterback in the league, probably, in my opinion, around four or five. Um, but I don't think he is the highest, should be the highest ranked quarterback. Um, now, I, I'm still a guy who says Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Um, I think he's the most talented and right now, I think he's just the best. But I'm not going to be mad either if you give Aaron Rodgers the highest rank in the league because coming off back-to-back MVPs, that's big time, dude. I mean, that, that shows how good you are. So back-to-back MVPs. I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes and or Mahomes should be um, above Tom Brady. Not the end of the world because they're all very close. But I just don't think Tom Brady should have that highest rank. But I'm not too surprised that they gave it to him. Uh. You know, I don't hate it at all. I, I wouldn't have him at top spot, uh, but it makes sense when you look at it because I think the offseason has really done this to people. Last year was weird for quarterback play because we know Mahomes didn't start off great. Josh Allen had his hiccups. Aaron Rodgers didn't start off great towards the beginning of last year. He found his stride after like that Bears game. Uh, I think it was like a Monday night football game, but uh, the second Bears game that was. But anyway, uh, Tom Brady was good from week one until they got eliminated. Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the league from for the longest span of time last year. So I, I, I don't hate their ranking at all. I wouldn't have him above guys like Rogers and Mahomes. Personally, I probably wouldn't even have him above Josh Allen, but it makes sense. And um, I, I have a hard time disagreeing that because like I said, he was the most consistent quarterback in the league last year. He didn't have those hiccups that everybody else had. And uh, it seems like the Bucks overall just burnt out more than Tom Brady kind of just fell off a cliff. Yeah, that's true. And I think the biggest thing with Tom Brady has just been his consistency over all these years. He's always just been consistently elite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 97, I get it. Um, like I said, also, I'm not too mad at it. But personally, I would take Rodgers and Mahomes over him. And also, I do take Josh Allen over him as well and arguably Deshaun Watson. But we already covered that. That's kind of a weird one. Um, anyways, you got anything else for these quarterbacks? Any other? Uh, what do, I'm like, I'm like fascinated by the Lamar ranking, but 87 makes sense to me. I mean, he wasn't great before his injury last year, but he came out really hot to start the season. And I, it's hard to measure his impact with an overall rate rating because there'll be games where he really just can't hit the broad side of a barn, but he has such a big impact the way he manipulates edge defenders, um, the way he forces defense to just play football in such a strange way. So I, I think 87 works. It's kind of like the neutral take, you know, like it, it, it makes sense, but. It's a it's a hard one to rank. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's not higher. Um, not saying yeah. I believe he should be higher because I'm fine with an 87, but I feel like I feel like Lamar is very loved among like he's loved and he's hated. I feel like I mean there's there's a, a lot of people love Lamar because what he does he's so he's so different than all these other quarterbacks and he's the best running quarterback we ever seen. But then there's a lot of people who hate him, um, and I kind of thought he'd be like a 90 because. I feel like Madden in these games, they always, they kind of would value something like his rushing ability a lot, but I'm actually fine with an 87. I think it's, I just think these guys are better than him. A lot of these guys, um, but 87 kind of right in the middle. I think that's fair. Um, but I do think Russell Wilson, I'll also add an 87. He should be a little higher, but I guess after the season he had last year, not his best year, kind of a down season. Um, I could see why, um, but overall, I think he's still better than Lamar Jackson. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I probably still have him at like six to seven range for yeah. now. You yep. know what I mean? See, he's a hard one to rank too. Definitely. Um, 
But yeah, man, I'm looking at it. We pretty much covered all these guys pretty well. Um, oh, one more thing. Josh Allen's a 92 and then Patty Mahomes is a 95. So there's a gap between those guys. It's 97 Brady, 96 Rogers, 95 Mahomes, and then 92 Josh Allen. So I think those, I think Josh Allen is right with those guys. Like, I think, I think he's in that same tier, not three overall spots below. I think he should be one or tied. Um, again, not the, not the end of the world, not the biggest thing, but something that I didn't notice because I think Josh Allen is right in that tier one group of quarterbacks. You see, I, I he was so good in the playoffs, like probably the best two game playoff stretch we've ever seen. So it's hard to be like, oh, like he's not right up there with those guys. Cause it's like, oh, like we're expecting big things from him this year now. But overall, like Mahomes has shown it like over and over and over again. Like Josh Allen's kind of sort of like last two years has been fantastic, but like Mahomes has just hit the ground running and we've seen like, I, I just view Mahomes a bit higher than Josh Allen. And I don't, I don't necessarily like hate the idea of them being in the same tier, but I wouldn't put him in the same conversation as Mahomes just yet. I put guys like Rogers in there first, but uh, I do think Allen is probably the most dominant player in the league besides me, like Aaron Donald. So I, it's, it's, it's a weird one, but I, I, I probably agree that he's got a little gap to cover there. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I always said when I was talking to my buddies about quarterbacks ranking, my always my top three in the different tier were Roger Mahomes, Rogers, Allen in that order. Um, but definitely could go either way. He could be tier one or very high tier two. Um, but anyways, I'm down to move on to running backs unless you got anything else to talk about with these QBs. Let's get into these running backs. Let's do it, dude. So I'll cover the, the main ones we got here, the top guys. Best one in the league was Derrick Henry at a 97. Uh, McCaffrey, 96. Nick Chubb, 96. John Taylor, 95. Dalvin Cook, 94. Joe Mixon, 93. Alvin Kamara, 90. Aaron Jones, 89. Austin Eckler, 88. And Ezekiel Elliott, 88. Um, so not as many things that I had wrong with this one. Um, just a few things. And my first one is... I think we should see John Taylor higher than a 95. I think he's on the same level with Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb, um, healthy Christian McCaffrey. I think these guys are all in that same area. And I think after what we saw last year, John Taylor was, I mean, one of the best players in the league last year, he was absolutely insane. So um, again, 95 is very good rating, but I think he's right there with Nick Chubb and CMC to at least give him a 96, but I'm fine with Derrick Henry having that one overall better. What do you think? I think that if you want to have uh, – you still want to keep Henry up there, that's fine. I would rather I, – I would agree with that. He's just got such an impact on the game. His presence is just unmatched, and that's because he's done it for so many years now. Um, so if you're going to go with that kind of bias, that like kind of, oh, he's done it longer, then Nick Chubb's got to be higher too. Him and Chubb should be one and two. McCaffrey's been out of the loop last couple of years, man. He's been banged up. Obviously, we know what he can do when he's healthy. But uh, if you're going to have him that high, I think you've got to have Jonathan Taylor that high as well because we've seen him do big things in a single singular season now. And it's he's only a second year in the league, very similar to what McCaffrey did, obviously different skill sets. But I think that he should be right on par with Christian McCaffrey. If you want to have Chubb and Henry a little higher because they've just dominated for such a, a long period of time now for a running back, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to have McCaffrey at 96, I think Jonathan Taylor's got to be at 96 as well. I'm with you. I mean, we saw Jonathan Taylor last season. Obviously, if Derrick Henry didn't get injured, he probably would have ended the season as the best running back. But Jonathan Taylor was all year long. I mean, he had his first two games were a little slow. Um, but all year, man, for the most part, that guy was absolutely insane. Seemed like he was getting 70-yard touchdowns every other game. Um, and a lot of people would always say, man, it's just because of his offensive line. 
Um, the offensive line's amazing. And then they had a game where like three of their offensive linemen went out and you still rush for a hundred yards. Um, and that offensive line wasn't even that great last year. You know, like yeah. obviously they're still a good offensive line and most running backs would want to run behind them. But if we're talking about top lines in the league last year, the Colts were certainly not one of them. Cause when Quentin Nelson came back, he clearly wasn't the same guy mm-hmm. and they were banged up all year long. They had a quarterback who did them no favors. Uh, they had some weapons that did them no favors. Those boxes were stacked every single week. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor deserves all the credit in the world, and I don't think he got it here. Yeah, I'm with you on that, dude. I am so with you. I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan. Um, I, he's probably my favorite player in the league. Um, I, coming out of college, I was a huge fan of him, and every fantasy league I've ever been in, ever since he's been in the league, he's been on my team. I've had like six so far, so <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to keep that alive, dude. That guy's a beast. So, you it's a know. good strategy. I know, right? But this year, you got to get the number one pick, likely, if you want him. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in a couple leagues. I had a draft last night, actually, with some random guys, one of my buddies, um, and I ended up with the first pick. So my streak continues. I still got him on my squad, but uh, we'll see what happens. He's a beast. Um, so one of the biggest disrespectful things I see on this running back list is Austin Eckler being an 88. I think Austin Eckler's a 90, um, at least. Austin Eckler is extremely good he's an extremely good running back but is he's also such a threat in the past game as a running back um he's one of the best he's one of the best running backs here in a past game um out of all these guys i think in 88 is a little disrespectful um i'm honestly taking him over like aaron jones or even um i'm not gonna say over alvin Kamara because alvin Kamara is really good it's just they've had a weird situation they've been running in new orleans recently but austin eckler man i think i think he should be at least a 90 um, what do you think about that? Austin Eckler is weird. I know a lot of people really like him. Uh, I don't know if he's exactly like the rock. Like we've seen, we see plenty of running backs in the league who are probably better pass catching threats than they are runners. And Alvin Kamara certainly comes to mind right away. But I still think Alvin Kamara just has such an edge over him as a rusher. You know, I don't think I, uh, I don't think Eckler is like gonna be the dominant kind of, and, and that's fine. He's not gonna be the dominant in between the tackles runner that Chubb and cook and all those guys can be but when you have a running back in 2020 20, 2022 excuse me that is as explosive as that that's all you're looking for because obviously it's trending towards a pass heavy league and you have a guy like Eckler who can break out big plays whenever um he qualifies as a top 10 back to me because that's what you're looking for that's why Dalvin Cook is such, such like a highly ranked running back that's why guys like Henry and Jonathan Taylor are too. So I think Eckler probably does deserve a little bit more credit because we haven't even talked about what he does as a pass catcher at, at all. You know, they got obviously such good pass catcher. He's so good in the passing game overall. I think a 90 would be fair for him, but an 88 works for me. Probably wouldn't stir me up too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him in the, as a pass catcher and him and being involved in the pass game, that's a huge part of that Sandy or Los Angeles offense. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, I always, I always do that, dude. San Diego, I call the Raiders Oakland all the time. Um, but Ooh, can I make, can I break some news? Yes. Oh shoot, what's up? Oh, let me confirm this. Oh shoot, I got my phone on. Do not disturb. Now I'm, now I'm nervous, dude. What's going on? The Buccaneers have signed a wide receiver. Odell, and he's, he's a Hall of Famer. It's not Odell. No, it's not Odell. No, it's Julio Jones. Julio Jones to the oh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shoot. <laughs> really, dude? Wow. Oh, shoot. Hate to cut you off, but I thought that no, was No, no, dude. That's that's <laughs> worthy of cutting me off, dude. That's big news. 
That Dang, is pretty big news. There were rumors about that happening a while ago. Um, I remember like Brady called him or Julio called him or something. Um, what? <laughs> that 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 shoot, man. Those receivers are nasty there, dude. I mean, Mike. Evans I want to see how he does. I really do. I mean, because yeah, he I, didn't look. He didn't look like he had much left in the tank last year. <laughs> he didn't. No, last year at Tennessee, man, he wasn't looking obviously like he used to in Atlanta. Not even close. Um, but I mean, shoot, if he could dig into that just a little bit more, I mean, you got the best quarterback of all time, Man, dude. Tom Brady. And it's not, it's, I think that's a big move, man. Cause you know, like it's the same situation as Gronk almost. It's like, oh yeah, Gronk's washed, but Gronk came up. I mean, Gronk was awesome last year, but I'm talking 2020 when the playoffs rolled around, Gronk snapped into a second gear, man. I think Julio Jones is capable of doing something like that. Cause legends like that, they always have it in them. They understand the game better. And someone as dominant as Julio Jones, I think could be a big piece in the playoffs for the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. It's like Antonio Brown. I mean, like when they, when they brought in Antonio yeah. Brown, dude, um, Antonio Brown is still great receiver. It's just a little bit of a head case now, um, but he's still amazing. So, you know, bringing him in, that really that helped that offense. That that let it spread it around a little bit. He still looked really good. So he'll probably have that same type of role, you know, alongside Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, that's and crazy. Until Godwin comes back, he'll have, he'll probably have a pretty big role because Godwin's that, not going to start the season off. That's right. So do they know? I forgot about that. Do they know when he's coming back? Any word on what week they're shooting for? Because I totally forgot he got hurt. When did he? Uh... He got hurt in the playoffs or right before the playoffs. I yeah. assume he's probably got it. If Odell's due back in November, I would say that Godwin's got to be back in like October, right? I don't yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact week, but if Odell's getting hurt in like the last week of the season, he's not due back till November. Give Godwin like a month before that. I, that's just my my logic. Yeah, at least. no, you're you're probably right. Um, I forgot he got injured, but yeah. So yeah, Julio will have a he'll have a big role there. Um, that's big time. I didn't even. <laughs> I never really thought yeah. about that. Shoot. Nice. Nice. Good for them, I guess. Um, yeah. Tom Brady. Another Maybe that'll boost their Madden rating, their team rating. <laughs> yeah. Jones the group. yeah, dude. Um, that's funny. Their rating is pretty. We'll get to that, actually. Um, anyways, <laughs> back to the, back to the running backs. There wasn't too much I had uh, with these running backs. It was mostly I wanted to see uh, Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckridge just a little bit higher. Um, for the most part, everybody else is pretty much okay. Um, I think it's fine having Christian McCaffrey at a 96 just because of sure he gets injured a lot, which is true and it sucks. But he, when he's out there, that guy's absolutely insane. He's a dog. Yeah. Um, so put him in that offense. Yeah, definitely. He's the biggest part of that offense. That That is their offense. So um, 96 is good for him. I don't have many other complaints or wishes for this list. You got anything else for the running backs? No, I usually stay away from the running back to be because next year it's going to be 10 new guys you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like sometimes i don't even look at what the running backs are rated everyone's just going to use the fastest one anyway you know so like it's yep, yep exactly but it, it actually does look like a decent list i mean madden tip of the cap to madden for that one probably yeah. the last tip of the cap i'll be given today the only, <laughs> yeah the only tip i got for the day um let's move on to these uh wide receivers so there's one very big issue I have with it, but I'll name these <laughs> wide receivers real fast. So they got a 99, which is Devontae Adams. Um, right after him, they got Cooper Cup at a 98, Tyree Kills at 97, DeAndre Hawkins at 96, Stephon Diggs at 95, Justin Jefferson's at 93, Mike Evans at 92, Keenan Allen's at 91, Terry McLaurin at 91, Amari Cooper's at 90. Um, and we'll get to the other guys too. So 
my I'm fine with, you know, Devonta Adams, 99. Perfect. That's great. I think he's the best wide receiver in the league. He's number one Cooper cup being in 98. Although I don't think he's the second best receiver in the league. I get it. After that season he had was historic. That's totally fine with me. Um, my issue with the receiver list, this is probably my biggest issue with the, with all these lists, if I'm being honest is Justin Jefferson being a 93. So I think he at least should be a 96. Um, I think Justin Jefferson right now is the second best receiver in the league behind the, uh, Devonta Adams. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm going to, I totally understand them giving Cooper cup a 98. And if they want to make him the second highest, I get it. He's his year last year was nuts. So I'm not going to argue that that's fine. But putting Justin Jefferson at a 93 just seems straight up disrespectful, dude. What do you think? Who are the guys above him again? Because, I mean, obviously I agree it's criminal, but who are they, uh, who's above him? Devontae, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Stephon Diggs. It's his Stephon Diggs thing is pretty bad. Like, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson, like, they're very similar. Like, I always group together Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson as, like, the best route runners in the league. And I think Adams obviously does more than just run routes. And so does Diggs. But I think Jefferson has underrated ability after the catch. He's such a threat down the field. And I just think he's a better version of Stefan Diggs. And I don't understand how you can watch them play and not think that. And I, I would assume most people would probably agree that Justin Jefferson is a better receiver than Stefan Diggs. And that doesn't mean Stefan Diggs isn't great. But Justin Jefferson is the second best receiver in football. And I think if Cooper Cup's a 98 if you want to put him at 97, cool. Cooper Cup was so good last year, but we all know Justin Jefferson's probably the better receiver. So I think he should be a 98 as well um, if you're going to have uh, Cooper Cup up there. He's definitely better than guys like Diggs. He's probably better than Hopkins at this point, even the healthy Hopkins, who I still have in my top 10. Um, but he's better than Hopkins at this point. It's it's Adams, Jefferson, and then everybody else to me. And we haven't even talked about his buddy from LSU just yet. So which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that dude. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number two, 98 would be a perfect rating for him. He's that good. Um, he has a chance to end this season as a number one quarterback. Um, Devonta Adams still holds that spot right now, but you never know. That's how good Justin Jefferson is. Um, again, not so many lists. There's just a couple, uh, not so many issues. There's just a couple guys that <laughs> I would uh, change around on this, uh, wide receiver list. So, um, what's your next complaint? Who are you going to bring up? <laughs> the fact that you didn't, the fact that we haven't even said his name yet is enough for me. You know, like he wasn't even in the top 10, like, you know, J Jamar chase came into the league and really like, again, a guy who was intimidatingly good. Like he was so good last year. And I think that he might even be more skilled than Jefferson is, you know, like he, he elevated this offense. You look at Burrow as a rookie, and he was great. Burrow was a good rookie, and he just had typical rookie issues with pushing the ball downfield, creating on his own, and then plop. You add just Jamar Chase, excuse me, into this offense, and this offense becomes probably the one of the three best offenses in the league. They go right to the Super Bowl. Jamar Chase is doing it after the catch. He's doing it down the field. He's routing people up. He's doing everything that people said he wouldn't have been able to do as a rookie. And he just came on. And the year before, we're like, wow, Justin Jefferson might be the rook the best rookie receiver we've ever seen. And in my opinion, Jamar Chase just took it right back. He was so good last year. And I don't care if he's a rookie. It's like he didn't show anything that's like, oh, he might regress next year. This was a one-hit wonder. Like, no, this guy's here to stay, and he's probably going to get better. 
Yeah, man, uh, you pretty much said it all, and I agree with every bit of it. Um, I don't even think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think Jamar Chase, they had him in the top 15, because I have 15 guys here, and he's not in there. <laughs> I don't think I've missed him. So, um, yeah, that that is bad, uh, definitely. So I, I wrote his name down because <laughs> that's definitely something I wanted to cover, man. That is that's ridiculous because nobody thought about this Bengals team getting sniffing the Super Bowl last year um, before the season started. Nobody thought that a lot of people doubted the Jamar chase pick when it happened because they needed O-line, which they did, but then they went for um, Joe Burrow's teammate. They went for Jamar chase and then he turned out to be an absolute beast um, elevating the offense and playing like an elite wide receiver as a rookie being the number one receiver, having a huge part on the offense on the Super Bowl uh, team, not winning it, coming close, though. So, no, man, I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, Jamar Chase definitely should be in this top, at least top 15. I mean, That's absurd. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm totally with you on that. That That's criminal. <laughs> it's one of those things that's just so bad you can't even talk about. Like, there's, like everyone agrees here. Like, there's nothing to yeah. talk about. And part of me is almost like, you know, Madden might just be like, there's a reason they drop their rankings when they do. No one's talking about football right now. We're really about to enter training camp. They might just be geniuses, man, because, like, obviously you can't just put, like, Devontae Adams at an 85. Like, people would not buy your game for that. But, like, mm -hmm. if you put, like, the rookie, like, this and that, like, people can at least kind of, like, it's enough buzz to get people talking, but not enough buzz to be, like, all right, these guys are just straight-up clowns. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is borderline, though. This is close. But every year there's one, and I'm sure, like, we'll talk about – TJ is one of them as well. And Minka, like those guys take too. It's like little things that they do just to get people to talk. And I fully believe that there's a chance that they know what they're doing when they do that. Oh yeah. No, you're probably right. That's a good way to look at it. Um, that's probably exactly what happened. Um, if that's the case, then another tip of the cap to EA sports. because that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, exactly. Um, so that's a bad one. And another interesting one, another interesting overall here on the receiver list. I saw is Debo being an 89. So I, yeah, so Debo's an 89. He comes after guys like DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, which they are both 89s. Tyler Lockett's a 90. Michael Thomas is a 90. Amari Cooper's a 90. So he's behind all these guys. Um, and I, I am a little shocked because I did think he'd be at least a 90, um, if not higher, because of the season he had last year, because it was so unique. We've never really seen anything like that. Um, Debo played. He was pretty much the main reason our offense even got to the NFC championship. He was absolutely nuts last year playing with a guy like Jimmy. Um, 89 is a little low, I think, for Debo. What do you think? So Tyler Lockett came in at a 90. Yeah, yeah, that was another one too. Bad. What in the world? So Tyler Lockett is ranked above Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase. What in the world? That is nuts. Yeah. Debo Samuel was so good last year. And I don't care if it was as a running back, if it was as a receiver, because I mean, you would remember before, when did they play the Rams first? What was it around like week uh six? Week yeah, it was the week. Yeah, it was we like early them. in the season, but before that game, Debo Samuel was a receiver, and he was leading the league in receiving yards. He was make, creating chunk plays. He was finding his way open over the middle of the field when they needed it most. Like, this guy's a good receiver. It doesn't matter if he's running the ball or not. Like, if he comes out this year and says he doesn't want to take handoffs, he's still going to be a very good receiver. He does things after the catch we've never seen before. It, it's just like Tyler Lockett. What can you say about him? 
Like what, what, like besides the fact that he's been a very good slot receiver, he's been great down the field. Like he's a good receiver. He's really good receiver. What, Mm -hmm. what generational skills does Tyler Lockett have? Like it's just this, I I would love to hear the logic behind that, that I don't even have anything for that. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, I mean, I'm probably even taking DK Metcalf over him and they have him at an 89%. So pretty strange. Um, those are a couple errors on the wide receiver list. Um, I am, I do agree with uh, some of the things too. Like I like Terry McLaurin at a 91. I, it's tough for him because he's never really had that great quarterback. He's kind of been in a tough offense, um, but he's still very skilled. So him at a 91 is good. Keenan Allen and Mike Evans are right there too, which makes sense. But the ones that we covered are my main complaints. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with those guys at 91s. Like, that's cool. Like, that's fair to me. But Jamar Chase in that in that sense and Debo Samuel in that sense should be higher than those guys. If you want to have maybe at uh, – this is still a stretch. To have Mike Evans above Debo Samuel, that's fine. But DK Metcalf's got to be above those guys as well. Uh, I mean, that one's a bit more of a debate. But Debo and Jamar Chase, definitely Jamar Chase, they're better than guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett and <laughs> yep. Michael Thomas is tricky to rank. I think a 90 is pretty fair because he was just so, so good the last time we saw him, but he hasn't yeah. played in two years and it's an ankle injury. He's a route runner. You know, it's kind of tricky for those guys to come back from that. So a lot on the line for Michael Thomas coming back. So I'm cool with a 90, but uh, I'd have Jamar Chase above him. I'd have probably Debo Samuel above him. But mm-hmm. Yep. That's just um, me. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I definitely am. Uh, those are all my thoughts on this wide receiver list. You got anything else to add for these wide receivers? Big fat thumbs down. Yep. That one's bad. <laughs> yep. Big thumbs down. Um, no, that was my least favorite list yet. Yep. I'm with you, man. Um, so before we get into these team, these team lists, because that I have a lot of things to talk about. Um, there are a couple guys that I wanted to talk about too. Like my biggest critique, maybe on the whole list, Justin Jefferson was pretty bad um, and the Jamar Chase one. But one of my biggest complaints is Darius Leonard being a 90 overall. So I think Darius Leonard should be at least a 93 or four. I mean, I think Darius Darius Leonard's the real deal, dude. He's an absolute stud. He's it's actually Shaquille Leonard now. He That's also breaking news. He changed Wait, his name. What? To Shaquille. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. When I'm just breaking news left and right on this on this show today, dude. Uh, heck yeah, I'm gonna have to have you on all the time. You got all the, <laughs> you're like the you're like the new stinking Schefter, dude. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find this again. You could keep going while I look for it, though. Well, I'm I'm kind of annoyed. Why did he do that? I like Darius. I mean, Shaquille's not uh, bad, I guess. But this was about three hours ago, so probably right before we hopped on here a little bit before that. Oh, Indianapolis man. Colts linebacker Darius Leonard wants to go by middle name Shaquille. Shaquille. So he didn't change his name. He just would prefer to be called by his middle name. That's what I guess his family calls him and stuff like that. Oh. So Shaquille Leonard, yeah, he was rated a bit low. Shaquille Leonard is too low. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's too low though. Um, a ninety. But definitely. I think yeah. Him and him and Warner are the guys that. I mean, what do they have Warner at? He was up there. He was the number one ranked linebacker, right? Yeah, he's ninety four. And that's a cool debate too because uh, they both do such great things in coverage. I mean, I think Leonard might be a bit of more of a playmaker than Fred Warner is. He's always around the football, uh, making turnovers and stuff like that. So I'm cool with if you even wanted to have him above Fred Warner. But mm-hmm. Darius Leonard is coming to this league. He's been a machine since he's been in the league, uh, creating turnovers, like I said, uh, 
playing coverage, uh, just the anchor of that Colts defense, which has been solid since he stepped in. Him, yeah, I'd probably have I probably have him and Fred both ninety five plus, and I I wouldn't be mad if you had Shaquille above Fred Warner. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. He's no, the I would. Man. It's the low one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Shaquille Leonard is should be higher than a ninety. And Fred Warner, 94, fair, could be higher, though. Definitely um, could be higher. So that was another one of my main things I wanted to bring up. Um, I'm looking around to see if there's anything else that I totally disagree with, but it's pretty much. Micah (laughs) Parsons? What was he at? Because I don't even see him. That's a bad sign. What was was he at? I believe Parsons came at like an 87. Which oh, I feel yeah, like is, is really good for a second-year player, but he was no—he's not a regular second-year player. He was the best rookie in the league last year. He was incredible. He did everything for that Cowboys defense, and he made teams just not want to play Dallas every single week. Whether he's on the edge, whether he's playing off the ball, it just—I—I I don't see that. Like you want to talk about a playmaker, you want to talk about one of the best players in the league. Mike Parsons is already up there, and he mm-hmm. needs to be in the nineties. Ninety-three yeah. would probably have been fair to me. Yeah, they have him at an eighty-eight. Um, and he's a be- he was the best player on that Cowboys team, dude. Um, last year, I mean, his biggest reason for their success. Um, obviously, they have talent up and down that roster, but for their success last year, they're especially on that defensive end, dude. A lot of that's due to Michael Parsons. Um, absolute stud coming in as a rookie, unreal. Um, so definitely higher than eighty-eight. Yeah, I didn't even see him on the list, dude. I didn't even think about him. So yeah, I saw that one on Twitter a couple of days yeah. ago. Blew my mind. Yeah, I'm with you. That's not very good. Um, they have TJ Watt at a 90, I think it was a 96, um, which I heard a lot of people kind of get upset with that one too, um, saying he should be 97, 98, or 99. Um, and I can see that. Uh, TJ Watt played really well, um, obviously, last year. 99, meh, maybe. Um, but I, I could see him being a 97 or 98. I mean, after the season he had, he played extremely well. So I'm not going to get mad at people getting mad at that one. Um, I would have just had him and Garrett at the same ranking and it probably would have just had them both at a 98. You know, like, I don't yeah. think that you should have them really, it's you're splitting hairs with those two. And if anything, I'd probably lean TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that he's that much below miles Garrett, who came into a 90, he came in at a 99. Uh, that's just mm-hmm. that's another just eyebrow raiser. That one's weird. I don't understand so, what they, I mean. They're maybe they're trying to get the uh, the black and yellow all fired up yeah. because there's a lot of them. So maybe that's mm-hmm. what it is. But that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. So the '99 club consists of four guys, which are Aaron Donald, Devonte Adams, Miles Garrett, and Trent Williams. I think that's it. Um, And I get it. I think that those all four sure can deserve that. Um, I am shocked. I I would feel like Madden would have given like Travis Kelsey a 99. And I still am a little shocked that Aaron Rodgers didn't get a 99 because I thought they would have given him after back-to-back MVPs. Uh, But the guys who do have 99, I get it. They deserve it. Those four guys are great. Um, so them highlighting that 99 club is, is fair. So, but if I'm talking overall here, man, I would say Madden's lists have been pretty bad for the players. Um, not very good. A lot of mistakes they made. Some are good, but they're expected to be good. So the amount of mistakes they got here, uh, not very good. 
um, not right. Nope. But I am ready to talk about these team rankings because that is what I've been looking forward to uh, the most. I haven't seen them yet. So, okay, here we go. Top 10. I'll give you the top 10. Best team in the league comes in at a 92, and that's Tampa. Tampa's a 92. After that, you got the Bills at an 89, the Rams 88, Packers 88, Ravens 87, Chargers 87, Chiefs 86, Niners 86, Cowboys 86, and Bengals 85, and Eagles 85. So those are your top 11 teams. The Bengals. Oh first, God. so my first complaint, let's start at the top of the list, the Buccaneers. Um, three overall spots higher than the second best team, which is the Bills to them. Uh, Tampa's great, obviously. Brady's great. They have a great team. But I am taking the Rams, as much as I hate the Rams, I think overall as a team, the Rams are the better team. Um, I think the Bills will be better. Now, if you just want to talk about straight-up talent on the rosters, you could probably put Tampa there, maybe. But I think the Bills will be better. But I'm kind of shocked that they didn't give the Rams that highest ranking. And to put the Rams four overall spots lower than Tampa seems a little strange to me. How are you feeling? Uh, I would have thought the Bills would have the highest overall because they are the best team on paper. I don't know um, – that I would have the Rams above the Bucks because the Bucks really do check all the boxes. The only concerns that we have for the Bucks is last year they just got eaten up by the injury bug a little bit. So I'd probably have Bills, Bucks, then Rams. Um, but if you're talking teams, I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year and they still made plenty of good pickups uh, in the offseason. Bringing in Allen Robinson's huge. That's an upgrade over Robert Woods um, if he's the same guy. Obviously, he's a top 10 receiver when he's at his best. But, uh, the Rams are a tricky one to rank because they did lose a little bit. That offensive line is really shaky, and the Bucks just check more boxes to me. I don't think the Bucks are the clear-cut favorite in the way they are. I would have probably had maybe Bills at ninety-one, Bucks at a ninety, Rams at a ninety, Rams at an eighty-nine. You know, like it's like they're they're all so tied close together. Those top three teams, and then you kind of drop off between like took it, talk about the Chiefs, talk about the Chargers. The, I mean, the Bengals at an eighty-five was crazy to me, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, so I think what I think what they did here is I'm I feel like all the teams could have been higher overalls. Like the highest overall team being a 92 seems a little strange. I feel like they could have made the highest overall team like a 94 or a 95 because I think those teams are that good. Um they're like almost close to 99 teams and not all the way to 92. So that kind of makes it more interesting as you go down because when you look at the teams further down, their overalls look even lower. Um but so that was one of my first things. But now my biggest complaint on the whole entire team's list comes with the team who sits at number five, which this is absurd to me. I don't even know if this team belongs in the top 10. They have the Ravens at number five. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are at an 87 overall above the Chargers. Uh, well, the same overall as the Chargers. Above the Chiefs, above the Niners, Cowboys, Bengals, Broncos, Cardinals, Browns, Raiders, Eagles all these teams. I don't even know if they're better than any of the teams that I just said um, And to put them in the top five. I don't even get it. I know Baltimore had injuries last year. They were, they got bit by the injury bug. They, they kind of got screwed, especially right before the season began. They lost guys. Um, but number five in the league, like where does that even come from? 
am I am I like losing in here, dude? Like, what do you think about? Uh, you know, I think Baltimore is going to be a good team this year, but I'd never had them anywhere near my top five. And like, you just look at the around this roster. I don't think you'd be crazy to say that this is one of the worst rosters Lamar Jackson's ever played with. And like, I really like what they've done with the defense and I really like what they've done long-term, but I mean, David Ajabo hasn't even signed his contract yet. And even if he does, he's not going to play this year. They've got a bunch of guys up front that could pan out, but they're young. We don't know. They don't have a true number one edge rusher up there. The secondary looks incredible. I like the secondary a lot, but who's getting after the quarterback? And who's catching passes from Lamar Jackson? Like, that's the bigger question. It's Mark Andrews and then nobody else. I mean, Rashad Bateman, I liked him a lot coming out, but concerns me a little bit. I don't know that he's going to just take a huge jump and be this stud number one receiver that they might anticipate him being. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see where – I mean, I, if we're talking Madden, we're talking about stars all over the field, and that's how you get your high ratings. I mean, I would have the Chargers above them. I would have almost every team you named above them. The Browns would be above them as well. You know, it's like – yeah, in the weird. Niners, dude. I mean, the Niners, the Niners got studs everywhere. The Niners got a bunch of high overall players. I mean, you look at the defense: Bosa, Warner, uh, Kittle, B- Debo, Trent. Like, there's just guys everywhere on that team that would, to me, bring their overall up. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, Ravens That's at 87. It's just weird. It's just That's wrong. High. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fifth best team in the league. According to Madden, which is, I mean, we all know that's wrong. I mean, it's, they're not the fifth best team in the league, and they're also not one of the better teams on paper. You know, like if you're going to go off paper, yeah. which I think Madden rankings do, they're not. They're not a good team on paper either. They have a good secondary. They've got a dynamic quarterback and a really good tight end. And then outside of that, there's a lot, a lot of question marks. I don't know where it came from, dude. I have no idea where 87 strange. top five came from. Very strange. Ravens fans. Um, yeah, making our running Madden over there because <laughs> that's yeah, you got the Ravens out of super high overall, but TJ Watt is a uh, 96. Maybe they're Ravens fans over at EA. Yeah, a bunch of Ravens fans headquarters in Baltimore or something. Dude. Jamar Chase doesn't get an 85, gets an 85 overall. Yeah, dude. Crack the code. We got this. Yeah, you might be right EA, about that, dude. EA is from Baltimore. I mean, the Browns are a low overall squad. The the Sean Watson didn't get a very high ranking. I mean. Bengals, yeah, Bengals, 85, Steelers, 80. All of them are low. Fact check that. Yeah, you're right. Um, So, yeah, Ravens, fifth, no bueno. So the seventh best team they have is Kansas City um, at an 86. I think, obviously, they're above the Ravens. um, But I think that an 86 overall just seems a little low. And, again, it's like what I said earlier when I feel like the team's are all kind of low. Like, I don't know yeah. why they started so low. You know, 92 for the highest teams. I, I mean, I think Kansas City's better team than an 86 overall, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, you look at it, they, they've got a really good quarterback, a really good offensive line, some good weapons. I mean, I mean, do they? They've got a well-rounded weapon group. You know, like, that's a good offense, man. Like, that's a mm-hmm. good team that's going to win games. If you have a great quarterback and a great offensive line, you're going to win football games. I mean, look at look at them last year, man. Like, they, they struggled, but they still found a way to make to the AFC Championship because they have those things. I think that they're a good roster, and I think that they deserve to be a little bit higher on the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. I understand why not, though. Like, you lose Tyreek Hill. The defense never has a bunch of studs, but – they had a really good draft too. Like they brought in some guys in the draft. I, they're a team that's going to go up 
pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Niners are the same overall as they are, 86. Um, I think you can see the Niners a little higher. I'm not super mad at it, though. I think it's okay. But, um, I mean, like you said, you're talking about stars across the team, across the roster, dude. We got stars. We got Kittle, Debo, Trent, uh, Bosa, Warner. I mean, we got we got a lot of guys, dude. Um, so, I mean, I could see the Niners being a little bit higher. 86 isn't bad, though. They have them at the four, five, six, seven, tied for seventh with the Chiefs and the Cowboys at an 86. So I think that's fair. I think it's fine. Um, could see them a little higher, though, but it's not that bad. Um, yeah. Then you kind of – you get – then you get to the Bengals, <laughs> 85. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just made it to the Super Bowl, and if anything, they got better. Um, exactly, and the people don't really realize that. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line was their biggest issue last season, and they buffed it up a little bit. I mean, they did what they had to do. Uh, they worked through this offseason uh, to buff up that offensive line to help out Joe Burrow not get sacked nine times in a game, and they ha- they put them out then they put them out in 85, 85. Yeah, so I just I think that's a little disrespectful, especially just coming out of the Super Bowl. Plus, you're getting better, like <laughs> 85. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, they should they should probably be above a lot of those guys, dude. Yeah. It, um, it's a weird team to rank though because they weren't really a great roster last year. Like we all know, they kind of overachieved, but they went and got so much better, man. They brought in some secondary help. They brought in some offensive line. Like they addressed everything they needed to do. You can't say that about any other team this offseason, besides maybe the Eagles. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of teams that did that, and I think they deserve to be right up there with. If you want, if you want to not have them as like a top five team, like that's fine, but like. I think they should be right in the pack as like with the Chiefs and the and the Niners and those 86 overall teams. I think that would be a fair placement for the Bengals. And I know it's only I'm picking one overall, but like it's just the fact that they're not involved with those teams that are 86 overalls. Mm-hmm. With you. I agree big time. Um Raiders. So after the Bengals, you got the Eagles at an 85, then you got the Broncos, Cardinals, and Browns, all 84s. And then the Raiders are an 83 overall team. Um, So I'm high on the Raiders. I think they're actually my pick to win the AFC West uh, this season. And that obviously that division can go one of four ways. All four of those teams have a chance to win the AFC West. Um, But I think higher, I think an 83 overall is a little low for them. I think that this team is up there with the Niners and the Chiefs and the Cowboys. I mean, I think they're in that same conversation, dude. I mean, they have a great offense. Um, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, uh, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams now. And their defense has always been a little suspect. That's always been their issue. Um, they got a little better on the defensive end, though, um, on the def- on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, I think putting the Raiders at an 83, I, I think that's wrong. I think that they should be up there with, like you said, like I said, with the with the Chiefs and the Niners, Cowboys, and that kind of overall range, 85, 86. If that's where those guys are going to be, I think the Raiders deserve to be there, too. I just can't believe they're lower than the Cardinals. Yeah, that's like when wrong. you break down this when you break down this Cardinals roster, man, like. <laughs> wow, it's not a good team. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know I'm going to sound like like biased because I'm a Niner fan, but, like, Kyler Murray is a stud. He's a playmaker. He's going to do a lot of things. But, like, Hopkins is out for six games. Uh, Marquise Brown's going to be the number one wide receiver. And outside of that, a lot of mm, – Rondell Moore could pan out. 
the offensive line's not good. It's it's still got question marks. The the running back room. I mean, I like James Conner, but again, nothing to pull this overall up. So the offense is very meh. Like without DeAndre Hopkins, this offense might be hurting a little bit. And then you look over on the defense, and they have a lot of holes in the defense. Like they really haven't addressed some of these holes in a long time. Like it's you lose Chandler Jones, uh, the the linebackers. Who knows? Who knows what we're gonna get out of Isaiah Simmons and uh, Zayvon Collins and those guys in the secondary? I mean, Buda Baker, good box safety. Like he plays mm-hmm. good run defense. He's a good support guy. Outside of that. What are we looking at with that Cardinal secondary, man? Like, it's just like, where is the Cardinals hype? Like, where is it coming from? You break down this roster, and I think that's what it is. People aren't really looking at this roster. It's not good. It's not a good team. I mean, maybe when Hopkins comes back and maybe Murray can keep them afloat. But on paper, on the roster, this is not a good team. Yeah, and it seems like every year you got uh, Kingsbury out there winning his first couple games and he looks really good in the beginning of the year. And then he just starts to lose and lose and lose towards the end of the season. I don't think this team is going to be very consistent. I don't think that with the roster that they have, they're going to be, I don't think there'll be one or two in the NFC West. So likely finish at number three, um, especially with the Andre Hopkins out for the first, however many games was it six or eight. Um, so six. six. Yeah. Um, and of course we don't play them during that six games. We got to play them. Both oh, that- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I looked, I was, that was the first thing I checked. I was, I was, of course not. But, um, sure. Andy yeah. Thomas was also checking that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. He was refreshing, dude. He was waiting and waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got to go against D hop twice. Um, but yeah, dude. So I think, I think Arizona's a little high. Definitely think the Browns are better. I think the Raiders are better. And I think the Colts are better. Um, the Colts yep. are at an 82. So the Dolphins are 83, and then their 82s are the Saints, Colts, and Titans. I think the Colts are better than an 82. I think they're better than the Cardinals. And I think they're right up there kind of in the same territory with, uh, like, Denver. Uh, they have Philly at an 85, kind of in that range. Um, I think they're higher than an 82, maybe 84, 85 for Indy. What do you think? You know, that that, that Colts roster is a lot better than people think, man. And uh, you bring in Matt Ryan. That's a sizable upgrade. That's like, uh, we're talking Car- Carson Wentz, a 2025 best top 25 quarterback, top 2025 range. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> Matt Ryan's your, your generic 15, 16 guy every single year. And we've seen him really blow up with Kyle Shanahan, with Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman, uh, Muhammad Sanu, a really good supporting cast and this year he's finally going from a defensive coach um without the great play caller i mean he had arthur smith for a year he was a good offensive mind but he's got frank Reich, who has established himself as one of the best offensive minds in the league i think matt ryan's in for a big year with michael pittman jonathan taylor a solid offensive line uh, maybe alec pierce can pan out um the defense always solid uh DeForest Buckner obviously Darius Leonard uh Kenny Moore was really good last year like they've got got they've got guys and uh I don't understand why they're so low it seems like they just don't really have that flash and I think that they're another team once Matt Ryan starts playing well and Jonathan Taylor hits the ground and maybe Pittman breaks out this year even more than he did last year they, they could be a team that rises in overall pretty high I wouldn't be surprised if like I don't know like what the how it works but if we go back and look at which team came up the most since the preseason. I wouldn't be surprised to see it be the Colts. Yeah. Um, I think you're right when you said they don't really have that flash because they don't. Um, They're kind of a team that's almost forgotten in a way because even last season, uh, Indianapolis was playing really, really well. Um, I think they started slow, but then I, 
I think that's how it went. They started slow, and then they really started to win games. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is playing really well. They got Darius or Shaquille Leonard now. Um, they had all these guys out there, and um, that team was really good. And they were like a they. Were, I don't know what happened in the final week when they played Jacksonville. That was pathetic. But Carson Wentz happened. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, you're right. Carson <laughs> Wentz happened. Um, but I mean, that's a really, really solid team. And, um, I think that's a team that can bring in a guy like Matt Ryan, exactly like you said, dude, he's consistent. He's, he's not bad. He's obviously, he's not great. He's not in that range anymore where he's up with those top guys, obviously, but he's solid and he'll be able to get a job done better than Carson Wentz ever could. Um, so, you know, I think this Colts team is getting a little underrated right now. Jalen Taylor's still a top two running back in football. Um, and yeah, I think this Colts team, I mean, obviously the AFC loaded, but I mean, I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to win the AFC uh, South there, dude, with the, cause they just got to beat the I Titans. The, they got to beat the Titans, the Jags and the Texans. Right. And I mean, I think that's, I think that's going to happen. So oh, I yeah. think they'll be in the playoffs, dude. Um, I'd pick them too. Yeah. 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 Cause I don't think, I don't think Tennessee is going to be there with those guys. I mean, it'll be close, but Give me the Colts. Um, man, after that, because it kind of just gets to the bad teams, and then it's all like a bunch of them. Um, they're all just kind of equally bad. Um, 76s and 75s. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna get riled up over the Bears and the Lions. Like, I do think the bear, <laughs> the Bears are 78, and they're the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Worst rated team, which I think honestly is a little high. I think they should be a little lower than that. Yeah, they're a um, bad roster. I'm taking the Lions over them. Yep. Falcons over them. Probably even Seattle over them. Like, but yeah. and they, again, they're all just going to be bad. Those are the bottom feeders. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, we're going to win five games. No, 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 no. Yeah. Man, we're going to win six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, dude. Pump the brakes, not, buddy. not worth it. Yeah. These kids, exactly. like, when I do my power rankings, people will be like, I cannot believe you have the Bears at 26. We're definitely at 24. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for this, bro. Like, I have, I'm one guy covering all 32 teams to the best of my ability. Like, yeah, sure. You guys can be 24 next week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> does that, yeah. Does it really matter? 26 and 24. That's a smaller gap than like nine and seven. When you get to the top is where it matters more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So after that, that's pretty much all I got. Do you got anything else you want to cover with these teams or any players we missed or anything? No, I just need to stress the double thumbs down from Madden. I mean, this was a bad year for Madden, man. We haven't even talked about defense and that's where a lot of the issues came in, but the team ratings, uh, they were bad. Uh, yeah. It's like, no other way around it. I mean, having the Bengals that low is pretty bad. I think, obviously, the Ravens at five is just like, wow, what are we doing now? It's yeah. like, makes me not want to read the rest of the list. But yeah, overall, pretty bad job by Madden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm with you. The Ravens, that was probably my biggest, that was my biggest uh, issue with all these lists was yeah. Baltimore being in an 87 and the fifth best team in the league because they're not even close to that. Um, but also Justin Jefferson, 93, no way. What the heck? <laughs> uh, but other than that, dude, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on again, dude. Um, stinking a lot of fun, bro. Um, oh, yeah. you can tell, let all the people know where to find you again, dude. Let them know where you're at. 
All right. I, uh, I'm on Instagram over at from the pocket, TikTok from the pocket. And then I got another TikTok page called Joey underscore FTP, which is a lot of fun, just like kind of raw stuff, not the fully edited breakdowns that I normally do. So if you guys are interested, go follow that. I want to thank Zach having me on. I had a really good time. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Of course. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. I'm glad to have you on. Hopefully we'll have you on again. We will have you on again at some point. Um, keep putting out your great content, dude. It's very fun to watch. Um, Everybody out there still listening, right on. I appreciate it. You know, you can find us on social media. Find us on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, on Twitter at the nightshift, two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end, and on TikTok at the nightshift pod. Um, you know where to find me. You know where all the links are at in the bios, everything like that. Instagram bios got link to where you can listen. You can find this Apple, Apple uh, podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, and everywhere else you can listen to a podcast. We are there. Um, again, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, if anybody wants to come on the pod, remember, just hit me in the DMs, email me anywhere. You know where all the links are at. We'll get you on here for sure. Again, right on, Joey, for coming on. And uh, right on, everyone, for listening. That'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.